Welcome in to the Fumbling Punter. I'm your host, Devin Keeney. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Thank you guys for joining us and sticking with us here. We are coming off a pretty bad weekend on our gambling picks. Uh, I blame all of this on David Ekman. We went 1-2 and two with the weekend. Gonzaga was the only win we got. And I blame Ekman, Easy e because he was supposed to send us some of his patented great gambling picks this weekend, and he did not get back with me in time, so I had to make the picks for him, but I am counting them against his record. So at 1-2, and two, after the Kansas loss and the other loss that's um, not coming to me right now, we are 14-10 and 10 on the year, uh, or Ekman, I should say, is. I'm not putting my name next to that. But although he is 21 and 13, if you are counting the prop bets, he did have a good run in the Super Bowl, went 7 and 3 on his prop bets this year. Uh, he did send me but the Butler game late, but that had already started, so I wasn't able to get that out on Twitter. So I'm not counting it for him. I am counting those losses against him, though. So the biggest thing I think this weekend was this was our first weekend without football since back in the beginning of August if you're counting preseason football which I do because that is still NFL football and between that and college football this is the uh, one thing I didn't like by the way our segment what I don't like of the weekend no in it or no football at all and I'm a big SEC fan uh, specifically the Missouri Tigers but I do love all SEC football I'm a Chiefs season ticket holder, and I am a Tom Brady and Bill Belichick believer, and I just love football. I think that, uh, you know, ratings, even though they were down this year, reflect how much our country loves football, and so first weekend without it, I'm sure uh, some of you guys out there were probably having a little bit of a uh, football withdrawal this weekend, and there wasn't much to entertain this first weekend without football. Uh, the Grammys were last night. I didn't watch the Grammys last night because I don't hate myself and I value my time. Uh, a lot of people uh, I saw on Twitter did tune in and uh, just not my deal. I uh, don't get that much into, uh, I've never watched the ESPYs, uh, don't watch the Country Music Awards, Grammys, Oscars, anything like that. Award shows just aren't that appealing to me. Uh, Maybe some of your guys' things, and if it is, then uh, good for you, but just not something I get into a whole lot. The big story this weekend that I'm going to get into here is Kevin Durant returned to Oklahoma City, and that was uh, good timing on the NBA's part for all of their bad timing that they have. They did set up the first weekend without football to be the weekend that Kevin Durant returned to Oklahoma City. Uh... Golden State won that game pretty handily. Russ Westbrook did put up a pretty magnificent line of 47 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 assists in the loss. The but yeah, the Warriors started started really getting into a groove late in the second quarter, and I think the best action of the second half of that game was waiting for Kevin Durant and Russ Westbrook to get into a fight. It didn't happen, uh, but... It would have been a better fight than anything that was on the UFC 208 card this weekend. That was uh, not a very compelling card for the UFC. Uh, but back to uh, Kevin Durant coming back to Oklahoma City. They had the uh, cupcake t-shirts. There was a small child dressed as a cupcake at the game. 
So that was a lot of fun, but uh, there just wasn't a whole lot in that game. Fans booed. Fans got their chance. I will say I thought that Cleveland did a better job of uh, harassing LeBron when he came back with the Miami Heat than Oklahoma City was able to do. Uh, just booze. The Akron Hate You chant that the Cavs fans gave LeBron was original, unique, funny, kind of like this show. Uh, <laughs> but Oklahoma, or Oklahoma City fans didn't quite bring it in that aspect. But uh, just kind of... Looks bad on the NBA. They picked this weekend, I would assume, for that reason. Uh, you don't have football to watch. There's no big games going on. So, Saturday night, primetime, nationally televised game. And it ends up being, I think it ended up being a 15-point game, although at times it was not that close. Uh, but that's that's the problem with the NBA. I've been saying this for a while now. There's no parity. Uh there's basically Golden State in the West, Cleveland with in the East, and we're just all kind of sitting around waiting for the finals. I'm not counting out the Spurs, but I have gotten a little bit more into the NBA again this year than I have in recent years. I think for your casual fan, it is Golden State in the West, Cleveland in the East, and then they just have to go through the formalities. The Spurs could become America's team if they beat Golden State, though. I, uh, I truly believe that. For as much as I hated watching those... Pistons Spurs finals in the mid 2000s. If the Spurs this year are able to top Golden State in the Western Conference Finals, then the Spurs would uh, would definitely take the crown for America's team this year. Looking at it from a little bit of a closer perspective, as far as the Golden State Warriors are concerned, there is a doomsday scenario for them in this postseason. If it all lines up and they end up having to play the Oklahoma City Thunder as the 8th seed in the first round, they get the Grizzlies in the second round, who they have not played very well against this year. They're 1-2 and two against the Grizzlies right now. The Spurs in the Western Conference Finals, and then the Cavs in the NBA Finals. That is a tough, tough road for the Golden State Warriors to make it all the way through and try to take the crown. The Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, they're Golden State's 3 and 0 against them this year, but there's some hard-fought games. There're no cupcake games, you know, that was the big joke this weekend. Those are not cupcake games for the Golden State Warriors. Uh Russ Westbrook plays harder than he than he usually plays. There's a lot of emotions in those games, so even if it does, the scoreboard doesn't show it. It's a lot of emotion, a lot of fight for this team, and they get that from everybody during the regular season. But to have to set up a best of seven against Oklahoma City in the first round would take a good bit of energy out of that team. Then, like I said, if they see the Grizzlies in the conference semifinals after playing the Oklahoma City Th Thunder in the first round, that could that could be a trap series. I don't think that uh, Memphis is probably good enough. They do have some good pieces with Conley, Gasol, uh, and Randolph. Sorry, his name was getting away from me. So they have some good pieces, but they play good defense. They're a good defensive team, and like I said, they're two and one against the Warriors this year. So, you know. Thunder, Grizzlies, if they get past the Grizzlies, the Spurs. And 
Pop isn't going to lay down for anybody. You know, you're even if you beat Oklahoma City 4-0 in the first round, that's a four-game series, then the Grizzlies are going to win one or two. So you get a six-game set out of the Grizzlies. And I think, taking a going back here just a second, I think the Thunder get one in that. I think it's a best of five. or a best. I think the Oklahoma City Thunder win no less than one game. So if you have to play five against the Thunder, six, maybe seven games against the Grizzlies, you're going to have to take San Antonio to probably the seventh game. And then you have to match up with LeBron in a and the Cleveland Cavaliers in a rematch of the NBA Finals. That could be a... I mean, that's, a, that's the doomsday scenario for the Golden State Warriors. Now, if they get the Jazz... Nothing against the Clippers, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul. I like those guys. But if they get them in the semifinals or the conference finals, that won't be as taxing as I think that Memphis and San Antonio would be. So, you know, that could make the... could be a scenario where the NBA playoffs are a lot of fun uh, start to finish. There are going to be some stinkers, especially on the east side here in the uh, first couple of rounds. But talking about the NBA, uh, I want to do a little tease like I like to do on this show. Uh, looking at doing an NBA show right around the All-Star break. Uh, getting into de- in-depth, bringing a new guest on. think that will be a lot of fun. Really dig into the NBA season that has been and that is ahead. And so I think you guys will like that. Stay tuned for an announcement on that front. So, back to our segment of three things I like. I did what I didn't like this weekend, and that was no football. Three things I like this weekend. Uh, Mizzou. Mizzou makes the three things I like two weeks in a row in basketball. Pretty impressive. Good for you, Kim Anderson. They beat Vandy by over 20 this weekend. I thought that someone put the wrong score on the bottom line when I saw Mizzou 72, Vandy 52. I thought that, you know, ah, somebody's typed the wrong thing in. That game couldn't have been a 20-point game, or maybe it was Vandy by 20. But the Tigers went out and played good, got their second conference win. Good for them. That may be it for them on the season. We'll have to see. Second thing I liked, uh, The Walking Dead returned to uh, fill my Sunday night TV watching and kept my TV screen away from the Grammys. Uh, third thing I like, the Blues won their fourth straight, and uh, it's going to move us right into talking about the Blues. They got their fourth straight win in, fourth straight road win, rather, in Montreal. Patrick Berglund got a hat trick for the St. Louis Blues, and on Friday's show, I said, don't trade him. I like what Patrick Berglund's doing for the team. I like how he's playing this year. You don't have the center depth to trade him, and he comes out and gets a hat trick. Uh, that's the power of the fumbling punter. It, whenever we start to get advertisers, take note. We talk about Patrick Berglund, he gets a hat trick. Think what our, think what our ads will do for your small business. I mean, what more can I say on that note? Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk will be traded per hockey trade rumors. Uh, talked about this on Friday as well. It seems like the likely and smart choice for the St. Louis Blues if they're not going to re-sign Kevin Shattenkirk, which I don't believe they have the money to do. 
to go ahead and get rid of him before the deadline and try to get something in return. A lot of people are really hoping to see a center out of the deal, but I think as long as you get some good organizational depth, some good talent out of it, then it will be worth the while. On to the local sports scene. Uh, Missouri State Hoops lost to Northern Iowa 55-52 at home yesterday. They kind of looked lost on their last possession. Down three, they got a rebound with about eight seconds left. And and a lot of times whenever you see a team that you think is going to take that last eight seconds and do something, someone has the confidence, that aura about them whenever they get the ball. Nobody on the Bears had that yesterday afternoon at JQH. Uh, They just kind of looked like nobody wanted to shoot. The time ran out before they got a shot off. So that uh, was kind of a bad loss for them. They'll host Illinois State on Wednesday. Not bad in the fact, uh, by the way, that Northern, Northern Iowa is not a good team. They are, and they have been. Uh, they made some NCAA tournament runs. That was just one that, as a local sports fan, you want to see the Bears get those types of wins. They built a 10-point lead in the first half, weren't able to extend it, weren't able to do anything with it. So they'll host Illinois State on Wednesday at JQH. Like I said, I should be able to do our regularly scheduled Wednesday show coming up this week. I have missed that just about every week for uh, one reason or the other. Uh, for any of you guys who read thefumblingpunter.com, I kind of talked whenever I first got into this that I work uh, my full-time job, a uh, part-time job, just kind of for fun on the side, and then I do this. So uh, sometimes scheduling does get in the way of being able to get regularly regular podcast out, but I've been trying to do the best that I can for you guys, and uh, look for tomorrow's punt on uh, fumblingpunter.com. Hopefully have some good stuff to write about for for you guys. Uh, give me a follow on Twitter, at uh, fumblingpunter. Thank you all for listening. Happy Monday. We will see you back Wednesday.